Good evening. We want to thank you for joining us here tonight on Transforming Lives. We hope you've had a good Lord's Day thus far, and we're looking forward to a good time tonight with you here on this radio broadcast. If you've listened to this broadcast before, we thank you for tuning in again, and we hope the Lord will bless you as you listen again tonight. If you're a first-time listener, we hope you will be blessed by tonight's program. We count it a privilege, we count it an honor to be able to be the instruments to give God's Word over the radio. And so we trust that God will bless you as you listen to us tonight. We're a new radio ministry coming to you live from WHKW Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. And this program is brought to you via the Biblical Counseling Institute. And each week, one of the four pastors who sits in this pastor's forum takes turns sitting in the hosting chair for this particular program. I'm joined tonight by my friends, Pastor Gus Supan, Pastor Joe Propri, who is the director of the Biblical Counseling Institute, and Pastor Armin Tiffy's wife, Kathy Tiffy. Pastor Tiffy couldn't hear, be here tonight, but we've got better than an able substitute in, uh, in his wife. So folks, thank you for being here tonight. We're looking forward to a good program as we have the opportunity to talk about worry and Christians facing uh, the issues of worry. And so we would uh, already encourage folks who are listening, if you uh, would like to call in tonight, especially as we think about this issue of worry, uh, locally the number is 216-901-0933. And then we do have a toll-free number, and that is 888-677-9673. We all also want to let you know tonight that the radio program is being live-streamed, and uh, you can tune into that on whkw.com. Also, we want to encourage you by knowing, if you're listening to the program, that uh, we think that this is a unique opportunity as far as radio is concerned, for this is a real uh, opportunity that you have each week to call in and gain the wisdom of a multitude of counselors, a number of counselors, for your particular situation. So if you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, fear, marriage trouble, family problems, or other issues of life, we do invite you to call us that we might try and help you through the Word of God. And tonight we want to specifically address something that is probably well known to many of you who are listening, and that is the issue of worry. And so we would ask tonight, Christian friend, do you find that you struggle with worry? Well, if so, we want to encourage you tonight that the Bible can help you overcome this issue of worry. Why is that the case? Why do we believe that the Bible can help you? Simply put, because the Bible is God's Word, and so the Bible can help you. That's why we invite you to, again to call us here at the station with any spiritual questions or struggles which you may be having, and we want you to know that we'll do our best at guiding you through God's Word, and if we can't answer you on the air, we'll try to do so off the air. So please feel free to call us, and again, it's 216-901-0933, and the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. We also want to let you know of one other opportunity to get in touch with us, and that is through email. You can email your question to us, at transforming lives, all one word, transforming lives at yahoo.com. 
and we will try to address your question online if we can. Well, for many years, a woman had been having trouble getting to sleep at night because she was so worried that a burglar might break into her home. Her worrying kept her up at night, and it also kept her husband up many nights as well. However, after uh, some years of her being so concerned and so worried, one night, after she had finally fallen asleep, her husband actually did hear a noise in the house. So he went downstairs to investigate. When he got there, he did indeed find a burglar in the home. The husband said, Good evening. Am I ever glad to see you? Come on upstairs and meet my wife. She's been waiting for for 10 years to meet you. And now that you've finally come, maybe we'll all be able to get some sleep. Yeah, that's good. We can all certainly identify with this woman and her worry, can't we? Her worry didn't stop the burglar from coming, but it did steal her peace and many hours of sleep for many years. And worry is like that. It accomplishes nothing productive. And if left unchecked in our lives, often produces more problems. And so tonight, we want to address this matter of worry, knowing that we so often are like that woman, waiting for that burglar to come. Well, we have a a caller on the line already, and she's calling from the Cleveland area. And uh, Nicole, we're glad you've called us here tonight on Transforming Lives. Hi. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm blessed. Thank you. Good. How can Um, we help you tonight? I was calling because um, I have been reading a lot, uh, reading my Bible every day, and I've been going through some things, and I feel like the woman with the issue of blood. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been going back and forth to the doctor, and no one seems to be able to tell me what's wrong with me. Um, I've had doctors that tried to put me on uh, uh, medication for depression, and um, I've been praying about it, but I just, I don't know why God has allowed me to go through this. Mm. Mm. Well, I think you've said something important right there uh, in your understanding of the situation, and that is God allowing you to go through something. Uh, how long have you been struggling with with, with this? Uh, it's going on a year now. Mm-hmm. And the doctors, you've you've been for physicals, you've been for exams, and so forth, and they can't determine anything. Nothing. I've done several different types of tests. Um, uh, nothing. And I've seen like twelve different doctors. Wow. Wow. Nine months, and no one seems to know what the problem is. Hmm. Can you just, uh, this is Joe, uh, Nicole, can you describe some of the symptoms and some of the conditions that you presented to the doctors that uh, seems to have no physical source at this point? Uh, what what kinds of things are you going through that uh, you brought to their attention? Well, actually, it's um, of a delicate nature, hmm. uh, mm. some female-related issues, but no one can seem to figure out what's going on. Mm. This is uh, Pastor Gus Nicole. Uh, what uh, what other things have you done besides uh, going to the the people in the medical profession? What c- kind of counsel might you have gotten uh, from uh, from other other sources? Uh, none. Um, I wrote a couple letters to a couple different pastors in the area, hoping that maybe you know they can get with me 
possibly pray with me. And um, the situation, like I said, it's of a delicate matter. Mm -hmm. And when I go out in public, uh, it's noticeable by the people around me. Mm -hmm. Well, we certainly might not be able to address exactly the physical uh, dimensions of what you're going through, but um, do you find that with this struggle that you're having over this last year that worry and depression have perhaps been a problem for you? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, this is something that uh, certainly we can address uh, through the matter of the Scriptures um, in order to be able to give you some hope through this. And again, I would just have to go back to the statement that you made that God is allowing uh, these things. You know, I think one of the great things for us to remember, uh, Nicole, is especially if we are a child of God, that God makes promises to us. And one of the promises that he makes to us is that we will go through nothing, we will endure nothing that is outside of his sovereign care and control for us. That's one thing. And the other thing is that that problem or that affliction that you're dealing with will actually be made to be good for you in the long run. And you know we get that from Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. And so one of the things that I would encourage you to do through this time is not only to seek God for the matters of physical healing and certainly continue uh, to do what you're doing in, in the matters of seeing your doctors and so forth and praying and, and beseeching before the throne of God that there might be some answer to those physical struggles, but use those as an opportunity to grow spiritually. Use those physical trials as an opportunity to say, to ask yourself two questions. What is God trying to teach me through mm -hmm. this? And how can I bring God glory through this? And you know, Nicole, this, this is Kathy. I uh, can fully understand your concerns and their legitimate concerns and... I would encourage you to really uh, look into the scriptures. Look, look at Matthew chapter six. Okay. And there we is where Jesus is addressing the 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 subject of worry, and he's talking when he when he's telling us not to worry. There, what he's saying is, he says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about mm. your body, what you will put on. Mm -hmm. Now, he's talking about eating and, and drinking there. But what Jesus is really saying there is not to worry about even our legitimate concerns. Eating and drinking are legitimate concerns and physical uh, problems are legitimate concerns. But what Jesus tells us is to not worry about them. He promises to meet our physical needs and mm -hmm. to care for us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to rely on that. We have to exercise faith mm. and take the word of God and the character of God and apply that to our situation, to your situation. That's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I really do believe that, and I have used this as an opportunity to draw closer to God. Good for you. Good. Mm -hmm. And God brings those situations into our life to draw us closer to him. Nicole, this is uh, Pastor Gus again. Uh, what I'd like to, uh, to direct you to is uh, Romans fifteen four. Okay. 
and 1513. And, and I'm going to read them to you because I think this is the most important thing that you need right now. And these scriptures have to deal with hope. Mm. And it says, for, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning that we through the patient and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. I think that's a scripture that, that you might want to put on a card and that you might want to, to memorize. And then again in 13 it says, Now being the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing, in believing that God will find an answer to, to your need right now, that you may abound in hope about this, not by your power, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I, I would like you to, to uh, write those uh, scripture addresses down and uh, look them up and uh, keep them close to you. And Nicole, this is Joe again. Um, there's a couple things uh, to remind us about the issues of worry and depression. Worry and depression have one thing in common, if not more, and that is it's large. those things largely are due to how we are thinking about a situation. Mm-hmm. And the, the implication is we're thinking in somewhat of a negative way. We're, we're expecting possibly things to not be good. Um, they are. Um, it's an outlook, if you will, that we have about the unknown. You know, you don't know yet what's wrong with you. Right. You're, you're concerned, and, and that's the legitimate part of it. We we do want to know things about ourselves if we're all right, if our body's okay, and so the unknown is a whole vast area that can really trouble people if they have somewhat of a pessimism about it, uh, because it may turn out bad, and we don't want things to be bad. Uh, yet the Christian has a completely different outlook. Even if something turns out in in some kind of way that people would say is bad, because let's say you'd have a physical condition that um, that portends to to face surgery or terminal situations or whatever, that sounds like bad news. But even that bad news is good news for Christians because mm. we know where we're going. Right. And so, so in the meantime, while you don't know. Uh, what's wrong yet? And while the doctors have not yet found something, if indeed there is something there to be found, um, God, God's grace and his mercy and his plan for your life is to have you face that and in, in a way that Kathy said, with faith. And that faith is a positive faith. You, you're able to say, um, I don't know the answer yet, but that's all right. Mm. I have God and I'm following God mm. and I worship God and I serve God. And, and then as we have already said, um, that means my focus will not be the unknown or any negativity about that unknown. My focus will be uh, I'm going to make the best of this time that I'm in before I even know the answer mm-hmm. to glorify God, to serve God, to move on in God and and trust him. He knows what he's doing in my life, whether mm-hmm. I have all the answers or not. Yes, and trusting that tomorrow belongs to God and he's right. in control right. of that. Right. I would just encourage you too, Nicole, that as a Christian, if you know that the Lord is bringing you through these deep waters, these heavy waters, um, and you know that not often have you respond, even though it's difficult, and we can certainly sympathize and empathize with you uh, in those things, but you know that you've not maybe handled it always in the right way, don't be afraid to confess that to the Lord too. Say, Lord, I, I have allowed myself to, to worry. I have allowed myself to become depressed and so forth. And I think this is what the the folks are talking about here tonight in the matters of focus. And don't be don't be afraid to say I haven't handled that the way that 
that I know you would want me to handle that. You know, I'm, I'm often encouraged by a Christ in conversation <laughs> with Peter when Peter is walking out on the water and Peter looks around at his circumstance and instead of focusing on the Lord and Peter begins to sink and he says, you know, a very short prayer, Lord, save me. And it, the scriptures tell us that immediately Jesus reaches out his hand and grabs Peter and lifts him up. And so don't be afraid to, to say, Lord, save me. I've, I've not responded in the way that I wanted to and a way that would please you. And um, that often comes through confession and repentance. And you've, you've uh, said, uh, Nicole, that you've asked some pastors to pray with you. And how about if we would close our time in prayer? I would really appreciate it. And we pray for you tonight. And I, I've asked uh, Pastor Supan if he will uh, lift your needs before the Lord tonight. Okay. Our, our Father God, we do praise and worship you now at this time. Uh, our hearts go out to Nicole. Um, we pray, Father, that she would not be anxious about this, but that she would uh, give you an effectual, fervent prayer that comes from the very depth of her soul. And Father, in that prayer is... That, that you would continue to give her faith, as Pastor Joe said, mm. and as Kathy said. Mm. And, Father, that she would have hope, hope that you will find an answer for her. Mm. And I pray, Father, that she would, as Peter, cry out to you and say, Father, in this circumstance, save me. Mm. We pray this in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 Nicole, thank you so much for calling. We'd encourage you... Um, to continue listening to the broadcast tonight as we go forward, because we're going to continue to talk about this matter of worry and how we can deal with it. But we pray the Lord will bless you, and we, and we want to thank you for calling us tonight here at Transforming Lives. The Lord bless thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. We're going to be right back after this break, and we want to encourage you uh, to call us if we can uh, be of service to you through the Word of God. 216-901-0933 is the local number. And the toll-free number, 888-677-9673. We would encourage you to call. We look forward to hearing from you. Please hang on until after the break. The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville. We can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. 
Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. We want to welcome you back tonight to our program, Transforming Lives, and we would encourage you again to recognize that this is an opportunity for you to call in to the radio program, that we might be able to give you some aid and guidance and counsel from the Word of God. And we have uh, pastors here with, uh, with us here in the forum. We have a pastor's wife, and we count it a privilege to be able to share with you uh, the Word of God. So, be prepared to call in. The number is 216-901-0933 if, if you're local. And then the toll-free number is 888-677-9673. We're told that uh, this radio st- uh, broadcast reaches into 13 states and even up into uh, half of Ontario. And so we would encourage uh, those toll-free callers to, uh, pardon the pun, but to feel free uh, to call in on that uh, 888 Line And so uh, we would look forward to hearing from you. We're speaking about the issue of worry tonight and how that affects our lives as uh, Christians, and um, we would encourage you to uh, give us a call if that's the issue that you're facing. And um, we want to just ask this question tonight what uh, of the panel, what do you think are some of the most common things that people find themselves worrying about today? I think we, our first caller... Uh gave us a pretty good indication, and that is worrying about health, uh, various health issues. Uh, today, worrying about finances. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have enough uh, money be- before the month lets out. Um, some people worry about being alone or being left alone in a divorce. Mm-hmm. And you know, someone's going to leave them. And you know, Gus, I think all those things you mentioned are really legitimate concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, We worry about children. We worry about uh, death, dying, the future. In other words, we can, even as Christians, even as those who are holding our Bibles um, and pastors and leaders in the church, we can sympathize, certainly, with people who worry. I I empathize with that myself. I think it's a particular issue that we all uh, can deal with, but God gives us the way to handle that through the vehicle of his word. I think, too, that... uh we could probably categorize some worries based upon uh, things like age. At different ages, you worry right. about different things. The older right. you get, I know as I'm getting older, health is a, more of a concern. Mm. In the younger years, I was concerned if I'd ever find a girlfriend, you know, and... Um, and no wonder. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you better be worried about that <laughs> comment. But, <laughs> and then you have, you have worries aligned with the times that we're in. How many people might be worried about their job or their right. finances? Right. And Terrorism. Yes. There's, there's threats. So you, you worry know, about certain the, circumstance generates its own types yeah, of worries. The parents worry about the health of their young children. Right. Uh, so forth and mm-hmm. so on. So a lot of things that 
we can be prone to to worry about. We uh, we want you to to call tonight if 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 uh, you believe that we can give you some guidance through the Word of God for those issues. And we do have a caller on the line. Susan is calling. And Susan, uh, how can we help you tonight? Um, yes, my name is Susan. How you doing, Pastor Joe? I, I've been to one of your classes, oh. several of them. Well, great. And they're outstanding. They really glorify well, thank God. thank you so much. I want to give you a little commercial for the oh, Lord, God. for His glory. <laughs> All right, thanks. Um, I have a question. I have some uh, conflict. I'm an evangelist. I just, I'm on fire for the Lord. And um, I'm having some conflict of not understanding um, uh does God choose our salvation? Do we choose our salvation? Predestination in um, Ephesians 1 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not quite clear on being predestined. And God chose us be- before the creation of the world. Kind of conflicts when I'm evangelizing. Like a question might come to me well, of course, God wants us to, to work the Great Commission, but, um, you know, can a person choose their own salvation? Or does God choose it for us? Well, you know, uh, Susan, I'm going to try to give you a short answer. Yes. Because it's a deep kind of a question, and and people spend hours in seminary studying that issue. Yeah. Let me just say that Ephesians chapter 1 is a great place to get an answer for that particular question. Uh, The scriptures make it clear there that God is the author of salvation. He's okay. the one that did all the choosing. Jesus backs it up in the gospel by saying, I didn't, you didn't choose me, I chose you. Right. And so there's no question about the fact that all of our salvation is a, a, a product of the act of God. Even the faith that we use to believe, it says in chapter 2 of Ephesians, is a gift from God. So there, there's no question about that. There's no question about predestination either, in my judgment, um, the Bible is clear about that, too. The problem comes when you're an evangelist <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and when you want to encourage people to trust and believe. But the Scriptures tell us to, to tell people to believe. And the bottom line is we don't know whom God has chosen. Right. Uh, and all we know is that all those that God has chosen will come to Christ. And, and they will have the faith to believe. And so we can, with great confidence, preach the gospel to every creature and tell them that if they will believe, they will be saved. Mm. And so God challenges us to make the choice ourselves. So he makes the first choice. We don't know who it is, but everyone right. is given that choice, and those who, whom uh, it's given to make the choice. So uh, there's nothing wrong with preaching the gospel with freedom and, and just knowing that somehow God has put this all together in ways that uh, benefit and please him and bring him glory as well as uh, give us brand new life. Well, you... I've been on both ends. I've seen people embrace the Lord on fire when they have accepted the Lord into their heart sure. wholeheartedly. And then I've seen people just go along to their old way of life. They just, in fact, one person just went to the bar after I witnessed to him. And mm-hmm. it's sad because they're getting truth, but there's something inside of me saying the veil wasn't lifted yet. You know, it wasn't their time, you know, so I just had some conflict with that because, you know, being saved, you want everyone saved. That's right. 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 But, you know, Susan, don't, that's one of the things where you don't want to worry because, that's right. because the, the thing, word. yeah, the thing is, it it's not up to us. It's not up to the evangelist. It's not up to anybody. We just share the good news with people. Uh, we hopefully are living lives that adorn the gospel instead of, bring disfavor upon it. Mm. And the rest is up to God. If someone, 
if someone looks like they're making a commitment, we rejoice in that. But we don't know if it's genuine. We don't know if it's the will of flesh or the will of man or they're born from above. That's in God's hands. And so we leave it there. If someone seems to backslide or whatever, it's it has nothing to do with how well we did in sharing the gospel. Yeah. It has everything to do with God's plan and the condition of their heart. So don't let those things trouble you at in any rate, any way. Just well, continue well, to do it. Jeremiah cries out and he says, who knows the hearts of man but God only. That's, That's right. right. You, and you might want to be encouraged, uh, uh, Susan, to read Matthew chapter 13. It speaks very much when Jesus is giving the parable of the sower and the seed. Mm-hmm. It speaks very much to that issue. And and, and let me just uh, say, too, as, uh, as we would conclude, that um, evangelism assumes election. Evangelism assumes the doctrine of predestination, okay. because God command, God's commands assume God's enablement. And so it's not up to us to try to convince someone, per se, to, to become a Christian. It's up to Their us choice. to give the gospel okay. to them okay. and pray that the Spirit of God would reap a harvest. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage you, you know, to, to give out the Word of God. It's a privilege. It's a pleasure. Yeah. And then trust the Spirit of God to reap the harvest in, in the souls that uh, he, will, he will bring unto himself. I've given you Matthew 13, and I'll just close by giving you another passage that would be good for you to look at. And Jesus speaks of this very issue that you're, that you're talking about in John chapter 6, particularly verse 44, and then also in verse 65. So you might do well uh, to just look up those passages as well. And we want to thank you for calling, Susan. Thank you. God bless you. And giving us opportunity. I'm looking forward to going to more of your classes. Great. We look forward to meeting you again. Okay. We we appreciate the commercial for the for that for the Biblical Counseling Institute. That's great. great. Thanks for calling. Mm -hmm. We want to encourage you to remember the number tonight. It's two one six nine zero one zero nine three three, the local number, and also eight 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 six seven seven ninety six seventy three. We're going to take another break. And after that break, we're going to encourage you to remember that our program only uh, lasts until about 7.55. And so if you want to call us tonight, you need to do that a little bit before that time. So we'll have good opportunity to be able to try to address your questions. Thank you for tuning in to Transforming Lives. We'll be back as we consider the matter of the Christian and worry. Thank you. Please stay tuned. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org.
The Biblical Counseling Institute offers training in the use of God's Word to help people solve the common problems of life in a fallen world. Whether personal problems or relational problems, the Scriptures give competent counsel for all non-organically caused problems. BCI exists to equip Christians to handle the Bible practically for themselves and others, gently and compassionately, towards solutions that transform lives and glorify God. Various types of training are available. You can come to us in Garrettsville, we can bring classes to your church, or you can take classes in your own home by correspondence. For more information, call BCI at 330-527-4205 or email us at info at bci-ohio.com. That's 330-527-4205 or info at bci-ohio.com. We want to welcome you back tonight to Transforming Lives, a call-in radio program here hosted by area pastors and a pastor's wife. Tonight we do count it a privilege to be able to promote the Word of God uh, over the radio. And we just heard an advert for the Biblical Counseling Institute, and the director of that is uh, Pastor Joe Propri. And uh, Pastor Propri, why don't you tell us about some of the upcoming uh, training opportunities that uh, BCI will be hosting? Right. We're we're looking forward to a number of opportunities, uh, even immediately as early as this coming Saturday. We're going to be doing a special training seminar for counseling issues related to parenting. We're going to give an overview of how to parent, how to, how to raise children to the glory of God. And that will be uh, hosted by our home church here in Garrettsville. And uh, listeners can call our, our secretary, who's also my wife, at 530 527 4205 and register for that, although we'd like you to do that by Tuesday uh, for this coming Saturday. Why don't you give that number again? That's a good idea. 330-527-4205. Now, uh, subsequent to that, we're going to be doing another seminar in, um, in that location in December, and that will be on the art of forgiveness, reconciliation, confession, those sorts of things, how to make peace when Mm. Uh, you've had conflict or mm. a broken relationship. And um, other than those two particular training sessions, uh, that kind of rounds out this year. But starting in January, the very first uh, weekend of January, we start offering our regular counseling training classes at about four different locations. So every weekend we're going to be somewhere offering training on how to use the Bible to do counseling for all the matters of life that are not uh, physical or organic. And I want to encourage the listeners to just go to our website where the whole calendar is there for a number of months. It gives you the contact information, the phone numbers of the locations we'll be at, how to register. And uh, that website is www.bci-ohio.com. Once more, I think. www.bci-ohio.com. Okay. We encourage you to get involved in the opportunity that's given. It's a unique opportunity, uh, as we know, through uh, being in the ministry, uh, for you to get good, solid, biblical, and the emphasis on biblical training in the matters of counseling. You might want to to know that these... uh these courses and this training is not for pastors, but pastors are certainly welcome, but it's for right. uh, you folks out there that uh, right. want to come 
come alongside someone and right. uh, when they worry and be able to, right. to apply biblical principles. Right. And this training can lead to certification nationally. Um, and just say a word for pastors, Gus, is that uh, there's a lot of pastors that have taken it and they've said that uh, they learned far more in the classes than they learned in their training because most of the uh, Bible training, uh, Bible school training for pastors does not spend much time in counseling mm. uh, or integrate with secular models in mm-hmm. their training. Mm-hmm. So this pure biblical approach can be very refreshing and encouraging mm. to a local church pastor. And life-changing. Yes, I, I speak. Absolutely. I speak as one to whom um, the Lord has really used that, and it has been life-changing in more ways than I could uh, count. And, you know, one of the verses that uh, we come to, and, and, and Pastor Supan has already been in Romans 15 tonight, but one of the verses that we... Um, use in the matters of uh, Christians being able to counsel Christians through the Word of God is Paul's admonition in Romans fifteen fourteen, where he says, Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another, able to counsel one another mm-hmm. via the ministry of the Spirit and the finished revelatory work of the Word of God, which we hold in our hands, uh, called the Bible. And so uh, this would be a perfect time to talk about the program, uh, which we will be having next Sunday night, too, because there was a book that was written uh, in the 70s that actually um, rocked the Christian world as far as uh, these issues of biblical counseling are concerned. And and when we say biblical counseling, as uh, Pastor Propria said, we're talking about not integrating any wisdom of the world or anything that the world says in the matter of counsel. We're talking about solely biblical counseling, using God's wisdom uh, to give out uh, the necessary counsel that we need for the struggles that we face and so forth. And the author of that book... uh, entitled Competent to Counsel, was Dr. J. Adams. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know that it's fair to call him the father of newthetic counseling, because newthetic counseling certainly existed far, far before Dr. Adams ever hit the planet. Paul but, used it. <laughs> yeah, but it would be fair to say that, uh, the, that the Lord used Dr. Adams to promote uh, what was already there in his word. Well, he's, he's been called the father of the modern biblical counseling yeah. movement, a restoration yeah. to getting back to the Bible. Yeah. God has used this man in, in some mighty, mighty ways. That is uh, Dr. J. Adams. And we're excited here on Transforming Lives because next Sunday night uh, we will be able to interview uh, Dr. J. Adams, who has been a pastor, a teacher, author of uh, countless books. He himself has said that he's lost count as to how many books uh, that he has written, and God has used this servant in a mighty way. And we would encourage you next week, if you've got a question about biblical counseling, if you've uh, heard some people talking even in a negative way about biblical counseling, uh, we would encourage you next week to tune in to Transforming Lives Sunday night at 7 o'clock here at WHKW. And we would encourage you to tell your friends about it because it it really is a unique opportunity uh, to speak with a powerful servant of God in the matters of using the scriptures. And we're going to be looking forward to be able to uh, talk with Dr. Adams, and uh, you will also be able to call in uh, if you've got a question. I've had the privilege of uh, being in the room with Dr. Adams when he has counseled people, and he is a gracious servant of God in the in the counseling setting. And so we would encourage you with that. Uh, it will be a tremendous opportunity next Sunday night at 7 o'clock on Transforming Lives 
And uh, if you've got a question about biblical counseling, or if you have an issue that you're facing, that would be a perfect uh, opportunity for you to call in, as uh, Pastor Propri will be sitting in the hosting chair, and we will have the opportunity to talk uh, to Dr. J. Adams. Well, as we talk about calling in, let me give you the number again, the local number here to reach us at Transforming Lives is 216-901-0933. That's 216-901-0933. And again, the uh, toll-free number for those of you who would like to call us from outside of the local area and you want to watch your pennies, that is 888-677-9673. We would encourage you to call uh, tonight. Our program, we go off the air about 5 to 8, and we don't want to rush through uh, a phone call if we don't have to. Um, And so we're speaking specifically tonight about the matter of worry. And one of the questions I would uh, ask tonight is this. Will the worrier only worry when there's something to worry about? Will the worrier only worry when there's something to worry about? I think, uh, Glenn, that's a great question because my first response as that's raised is that uh, there are people who worry when um, a situation of concern arises in their life. and But if their life is pretty much going smooth, it might be that they're not concerned about things at all for a while until an issue raises up. But then there are other kind of people, and that's why I might throw the question back at you. When you say a worrier, mm. I would take that to mean a person who's somewhat habitual at worrying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's more like a, an inclination or a second nature to them to worry. Right. And if that's what you're talking about, then a worrier is going to find something to worry mm-hmm. about because right. he's inclined that way. Therefore, um, uh, that's where the way worriers will orient themselves to be. They will they will find something to worry about. Mm-hmm. Exactly so. Uh, too often as Christians, we have the habit of equating our level of worry to our current set of circumstances. And so we think that when things are good, we don't worry as much as when uh, things are bad. And uh, we think if everything's okay, then we won't worry. But for the worrier, and you're right, uh, Joe, to say that this is uh, for someone who is habitually struggling with the sin of worry, this isn't so. Um, As one person has said, when I don't have anything to worry about, I begin to worry about that. In the bad circumstances, we worry about how long it will last or what the outcome might be. In the good circumstances, we worry about when the other shoe will drop. Well, you probably heard about the fellow who was known for worrying all the time. The whole town knew about it. One day he's walking down the street, and he seems to be lighthearted, happy-go-lucky, and people are amazed. And so a friend stopped him and said, what's changed about you, Jack? You just seem so different. He says, well, you know what? I don't worry about anything anymore. He said, well, how, how did that happen? What, what's, what's happened to set you free? He says, well, I hired somebody to do all my worrying for me. And he said, you did? Well, how much does something like that cost? He said, that cost me 1000 bucks a week. He said, you don't you don't make a thousand bucks a week. How do you pay that bill? He said, "That's not my worry." <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good. Thank you. You're uh, welcome. So we see, apart from circumstance, the issue is not whether circumstances are good or circumstances are bad. The real issue for the heart of the worrier is the heart of the worrier. A worrier is going to worry whether or not things are good or whether or not things are bad, and so it's the heart of that person who needs to be dealt with. And uh, that's what we want to encourage you to be thinking about tonight. We've got uh, Doug on the line, and he is calling specifically about uh, worry tonight. 
and we want to welcome Doug to Transforming Lives. Doug, how can we help you tonight? Um, I just wanted to know if, in general, if I could say that if I find myself worrying, is it that at that moment I am um, doubting the, the power of God and the promise of God? And that whenever I find myself worrying, I should just go to the Lord with it, give it up to him, and, and get on with not worrying. That is a great question, Doug, and I think you get right to the to the heart of some things on on that particular matter. Well, you know, the answer is difficult to say a yes or no, because you might be and you might not be. If you're, if you're talking about worry, Doug, as um, something that you're, you're expecting a negative outcome, that you are aware that you are doubting that God can bring you through, then definitely that would be incorrect. That would be sinful. But you might just have a concern and a doubt, and you don't know quite what to do, and and uh, you can. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's it's how you handle that concern that turns it into worry, and turns it into sin. So I, I couldn't uh, tell you that you were wrong or right at the outset. It it's what you're going to do as you become aware of this doubt or this concern. Will you carry it around negatively? Will you become uh, depressed? Will you will you talk in such a way? that it does not glorify God? Uh, or are you going to be hopeful even though you don't know the outcome? Are you going to be guarding your thoughts so that you're thinking only those things which are true, noble, honest, praiseworthy, those sorts of things from Philippians 4, verse 8? Will you be asking God, Lord, what do you want me to do about the situation that I'm in toward the solution to the problem? Or are you will you just sit around and twiddle your thumbs and hope that somebody delivers you and you're not going to be involved there's different ways that we respond to the crisis, and uh, we're either going to respond in faith or we're responding in a, some kind of a sinful mistrust of God. Mm. So, so that's what we need to be concerned with, or I need to be concerned with, is that if I find myself being concerned about something, as long I can continue to be concerned as long as, as my actions and my thoughts are still godly ones and, and uh, that I'm not having um, sinful manifestations. That's right. It's all in how you're going to respond, like Joe said. And, you know, worry means to divide or to tear apart. And what worry does is it consumes our us. It, it tears us up inside. It, it divides our heart and causes us to focus on what we're worried about more so than focusing on God. And that's what Jesus tells us not to do not to allow whatever it is that we're concerned about or that we're tempted to worry about to consume us. Okay, that, that, that sounds really good. Hey, thank Doug, you very much. Hey, Doug, just before you go, I, I would just yeah. thank you because you've, you've given us the opportunity to give a definition of what worry is and what, wor- what it isn't. And, right, and well. th- I just want to hitchhike on something that Pastor Propri said. Worry is not the exercise of proper care and concern that causes you to attend to your duties in a biblical way. And we see that in the example that Paul gives to us. He says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 20 that he has a care, that is, he has a concern for the church. So what we see then is that we can be concerned and we can have care without falling into the sin of worry. He didn't say he had a worry for the church. That's right. He just had a concern. That's mm-hmm. right. And so okay. it, it's going to be helpful to differentiate between, mm-hmm. is this a care or is this a concern? Now, uh, on the other hand, a good, defi- good definition of worry would be this. Worry is an over-anxious preoccupation and concern 
about health issue, the future, or, uh, and about other things. And this is what we see spoken of by Jesus in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. The Greek word for worry that we see here is merimapo, and it actually means, as, as Kathy has said, to divide, to, to part, to rip, to tear apart, be anxious, and to, to distract your attention. So there's a difference between having proper care and proper concern. It would be ridiculous for us to say, for example, that a parent shouldn't have proper care and concern for their children. But that parent slips into the sin of worry when they are preoccupied about the future or changing the future as far as their children are concerned. And we we want to be careful to differentiate between those two things. Doug, in, in a practical way, uh, worry is denying God's power, wisdom, and love yeah. for you in any given situation. Yeah, uh, it is to forget that, that you are the Father's chosen and deeply loved child. Mm. And, and that, that plays a very important mm. part for us to realize how much he cares, how much he loves us, how much he's concerned about the situations we're in. Mm. And that, as the Bible says in Psalm 31, our times are in his hands. Right. Our circumstances are in his hands. Right. And remember, Doug, Matthew 6, in Matthew chapter six thirty three, it said, Jesus tells us, seek first the things right. of God. Right. In other words, we, we must keep God first and foremost in the pictures during those times when we're tempted to worry. Right, right. And the verse right after that, Doug, is uh, take no anxious thought because tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. Mm. So that's one of the things you keep in your mind is that God wants you to focus your concern just on today, not be distracted by all the concerns that are coming in another day when you don't have the grace to to minister to it, or it may not even happen. Deal with the issue today. Do what you can do today. Leave the rest in God's hands. Go to sleep restful. Hey, Doug, you know what I think Jesus is saying there? Tomorrow doesn't care about you. Why should you care about it? (laughs) Right? Just just leave it in the Lord's hands. Hey, let's, we want to thank you for calling, Doug. And, let, and, and let's suggest a, a book or two. We had another caller who just uh, came in and said, uh, what can we, what, what might we read? We could suggest that Jay Adams, Dr. Adams, wrote a little booklet on worry mm. that yeah. you can get uh, in most bookstores or ask for it. Also, a good friend of ours, Elise Fitzpatrick, wrote a book called uh, Overcoming Worry, Anxiety, Fear, Excellent book. Mm. And there's probably a few others out there. Uh, just give you a resource called Timeless Texts, www.timelesstexts.com. Okay. They have a bookstore. All the all the material there is all biblical counseling oriented. Find out what else they have on worry and anybody else that's listening. There's some great resources out there that you can take advantage of. Great time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God bless you, Doug. Doug, thanks for calling. Thank the Lord, Lord bless Doug. you. We want you to hang on after the break. We've just got a few minutes left, and we're going to take our last break tonight. We see that we do have a caller on the line. If that caller can wait until after the break, we'll be happy to try to give you some guidance through God's Word. And uh, again, the number 216-901-0933, or the toll-free number 888-677-9673. Hang on after the break, and we'll be glad to talk with you. Do you desire to become more Christ-like? I want to make you aware of a unique resource every Christian should have who wants to grow in Christ-like character. Transformed into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey is a handbook for putting off sin and putting on the righteousness of Jesus Christ and will help you identify personal habits and tendencies that are hindering your walk with the Lord. 
This valuable biblical resource will not only help you identify where personal change is needed in your life, but will also explain how to put off old sinful habits and replace them with new godly behaviors. For more information about this wonderful resource, log on to transformedintohislikeness.com. That's transformedintohislikeness.com. If you'd like to order a copy, call 1-800-656-0231 or ask for it at your local bookstore. Transformed Into His Likeness by Armin Tiffey. So I was having my coffee the other day and I wondered, what's so special about Cornerstone Bible Fellowship? Is it the family-like environment, the Christian development classes geared for all ages, or the fact that Cornerstone Bible Fellowship believes both in the inerrancy and the sufficiency of the Bible? Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is committed to preaching, teaching, and counseling from God's Word. I've heard testimonies of how the biblical counseling ministry of our church helped my friend with her panic attacks, helped one believer with his anger and another who struggled with worry all by giving them solid biblical principles to help them defeat these sins in their lives. It's amazing. At Cornerstone Bible Fellowship, I'm learning that I have everything I need to live a life of victory and godliness. It's my prayer that we will reach even more people with the good news that the Bible is sufficient to meet our greatest needs. Cornerstone Bible Fellowship is currently meeting at Remington College at Great Northern. For more information, call 440-617-0002 or visit us on the web at cbfministry.org. We want to welcome you back to our last segment tonight here on Transforming Lives. We've enjoyed our opportunity tonight to speak with you over the phone, and we have a caller uh, who is calling, and perhaps this is something that the caller is worried about, and so we want to see if we can address it. Is it, it, it is a question of some concern today, and Jackie, uh, thank you for calling Transforming Lives. Thank you. The uh, reason I was calling, um, I was just wondering if... Uh, God views homosexuality as um, as an affliction, like you would if somebody was, say, born blind mm. uh, or something like that, because there's so many people that, you know, and I have some relatives that are, that they claim they've always been that way mm. from, you know, they felt different when they were children. Right. Right. And I also want, you know, we have a, there's a church near me that, uh, most of the people are gay that go there, and mm. I'm wondering how they would, you know, if they take verses out of the Bible that that talk about, you know, it being a sin, mm-hmm. uh, how they would handle that in, you know, would they just skip that, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just ignore that part of the Bible, or mm-hmm. how would they interpret that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good uh, question. It's certainly a question of some pertinence, especially... Uh, uh, if you have family members that are dealing with uh, with that particular issue. So let's see if we can address that uh, quickly. And Jackie, thank you for holding. We don't want to be rude to you. We we do have a hard break to get out of tonight, but we'll do our best at, at uh, answering this question. I wonder if I could hang up and listen, uh, because I have a dog that's going to start barking. Sure. Thank Absolutely. you. I have, I have a dog I can give you, but go ahead. Thanks, uh, thanks yeah. for calling, Jackie. Uh, that this is a very apropos question in the day we live in too, because the, the opinions are changing in our culture. But God's word doesn't change. And that's the thing we need to remember: God's word doesn't change. Now, this is a, such a huge subject that deserves far more than a few minutes that we have. <clears throat> and so, let me make uh, just a few quick comments to to lay some groundwork in First Corinthians chapter six. I think that's probably the most appropriate 
place in the time we have to read uh, a verse that Apostle Paul writes in verse 9 says, Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, or covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Now, I know I'm just reading two verses out of a whole epistle, but it, it, it's it's telling that, that those verses say this, that homosexuality is listed along with another, a number of other behaviors that people have. And he calls this unrighteousness. He doesn't call it sickness or affliction. He calls it unrighteousness. He calls it uh, as though something that they're personally responsible for. Now, how do you answer the question uh, for people who say, look, I was born this way. I've been unusual. I've had un- unnatural inclinations and all those sorts of things. How can I be blamed for that? Well, the most gracious answer I can give to that is um, the the fact that we are all fallen in sin. We, right. we were born into a sinful, fallen world. Right. And, you know, I feel terrible for people who are born in, when, when they have motivations that are contrary to the holiness of God. Right. But the fact is we all do. Yep. Some, some of those take the shape of homosexual uh, desires. There are other kinds of desires. Some people desire lustful things. Some people desire uh, uh, alcohol to abusive race. There's all kinds, and I don't think homosexuality should be uh, condemned as something far worse than anything else. But uh, but there's hope for the homosexual. Amen. Yeah. And we're going to have to close with that tonight. And Jackie, we thank you for calling. And my thanks to Kathy Tiffey and Pastor Gus Supan and Pastor Joe Propri for helping tonight. And may God be pleased to bless and encourage you this week in the power of his word and by doing so, hold you close to himself. Please join us again next week at this same time for Transforming Lives and we'll be interviewing Dr. Jay Adams and encourage you to be listening to that. I'm Pastor Glenn Dunn. Thank you for listening to us tonight here on Transforming Lives. May God bless you. You have been listening to Transforming Lives, brought to you by the Biblical Counseling Institute of Garrettsville, Ohio. We invite you to visit our website at bci-ohio.com. That's bci-ohio.com. There you will find information about BCI, our resources, course offerings, and available materials. WHKW Cleveland, WHKZ Warren. Northern Ohio's Word. Northern Ohio's Word. A service of Salem Communications.